0: Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bolissian. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. Today has been tough to just sit and record. I've had a ruffle couple days, so this is super last minute. I remember setting myself up for this project, and the one thing that scared me more than talking about myself into a microphone was actually keeping up with the weekly episodes. But I remember just like telling myself you can do this if you plan. I'm not a planner at all, but I knew that it would be a challenge that I could overcome. And so, you know, rain or shine, happy or shitty, confident or not, I would just have to show up. So either I would be introducing a guest or reading and chatting about myself. Today will be the reading and chatting Um, Honestly, because I just couldn't place myself in front of the computer for two or more hours to edit and finalize an episode that I already have, like an interview. So for today, I picked the second entry of my journal. You can find it on my account on medium.com and it's about the IVF process. So if you haven't listened to episode zero yet, I would definitely recommend that because that's where I share our journey and the fact that we have now gone through sort of two phases of IVF. So one was one round in 2016 and then the other one 2019. This post was written in January 2017 and it's about that first round that we did this entry is very very special for me I think it really demonstrated the connection that we end up creating with this very artificial setting of the in vitro fertilization process I still tear up every time that I read it, it still feels like such a raw emotion um, for me, even going, having gone through it again, um, about a year, a year ago. And this is also the post that one of my sisters drew for. And that illustration was the one that became the face of the My Fertility Journey brand. I sent her the post and she sent me this drawing like 30 minutes later. It was such an instant connection and the way that she captured my feeling in that moment throughout, like in that phase of the process was so accurate that it's still, it still brings tears to my eyes, that, that drawing. So thank you, Amy, for such a special illustration that will forever be a part of my life. Um, you can find Amy Bolician's art in her website and I linked it on the notes of this episode. So yeah, like I said before, I wrote this one in January 2017, so exactly four years ago, because right now today is January 26th of 2021, and... It was right after the last failed transfer that we had from the funded round of IVF. So yeah, in Ontario, Canada, you get one funded cycle per couple. um, I think under the age of 42, something like that. I'm not sure. And it covers all the procedures involved in the process, but it doesn't cover the medication though. So After all of that, you know, the emotional, the physical stress of the three tries, so we had three healthy embryos to transfer, we did one right after the other, and none of them stuck. So we had no baby and a debt of about $8,000. And even after all of that, I still named this post... A certain kind of magic. I've technically been pregnant three times, but really, I haven't. The IVF process is a gruesome one, but it's also one of hope and a certain kind of magic. If you don't really know what IVF is, have a seat and I'll break it down for you. In vitro fertilization is one of a few artificial ways to get one pregnant. They give you an insane amount of hormones so you mature more eggs. Then they harvest those eggs, not a fun day, and collect the sperm, an awkward day, and they put them in a dish and wait for a sperm to find the egg or they'll inject one right inside it. You know, because you might as well give it the last push since you've come this far. Why just sit and hope for the best? Then you keep it and watch. Well, not you or me. We are at home trying to relax and pretend life is normal. So the clinic people... I am sure they have fancy titles after spending loads of time and money in school, but I'll just call them clinic people. They're watching and waiting for three to five or six days to see if the egg will fertilize and grow into what they call a blastocyst on the fifth or sixth day. So that's when the egg becomes an embryo two cells into four, and so on. The beginning of life. Then we get the call, and we get ready for the transfer. The transfer. It doesn't get more artificial or processed than that, does it? You lie down, you sign a consent form, you repeat your name, and you date a birth about five times from start to finish. It is completely ironic that to have better chances of getting pregnant, I have tried to live the cleanest life possible. I have thrown away all the chemical cleaners and detergents and beauty products in my house. My fridge and pantry have very little processed food, yet here I am in a sterilized gown lying in a clinic stretcher with a doctor holding a syringe between my legs and the blood in my veins pumped with artificial hormones. My husband holding my hands and being the most supportive partner is in a blue red cap and blue slippers over his shoes. And yes, we are trying to make a baby how bizarre so back to the process the doctor inserts the syringe that double and triple checked has our embryo inside and yes our potential baby is inside that syringe medicine is fucking amazing So, the syringe goes inside my cervix, and at this point, we can see it through the huge ultrasound screen set up like a home theater inside the procedure room. Because why the hell not? I'm definitely paying enough for that. It's emotional. How can it not be? Even with the gown, the nurses, the least romantic setting ever. We're potentially making a baby. So the doctor tells me to pay attention. And in three, two, one, she releases the embryo. It's like a bubble my bubble, our bubble. We made it between all the crying, the needles, the early morning blood work, the hospital gown, and the jerking off in a clinic room who cares? That's our baby. It's floating inside my uterus now. They pause the image and make sure that we both see it. I'm squeezing my husband's hands so hard. I look at him and I have tears in my eyes. So I decided to call it bubble. And for the next two weeks, until I get the negative result from the pregnancy test, that was my baby. It was inside of me. Me and Bubble were both trying our best to carry on together. But it wasn't time, so we parted ways. This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all, and I'll see you soon.